Last night, Jill gave a, a talk that touched on the vulnerability and temporary nature of the body. So we were in the staff dining room after the talk and the conversation went along the lines of, well, that's how you know this isn't an MBSR course. (laughs) So, So a couple days ago, I heard news that a dear friend of mine, uh, uh, a being who sat this particular three-month retreat 17 times, had passed away at the age of 92. And Sarah During was a very committed and deep practitioner and then a teacher here and a major benefactor to IMS and CIMC and Spirit Rock and um, was responsible largely for the construction of, of the Forest Refuge. So she was the, the real deal. And as she was dying, her, her family had this read to her and this is from a teaching by Ajahn Chah, the great Thai forest master. And uh, it's called, Our Real Home, A Talk to an Aging Lay Disciple Approaching Death. Now determine in your mind to listen with respect to the Dhamma. During the time that I'm speaking, be attentive to my words as if it was the Lord Buddha himself sitting in front of you. Close your eyes and make yourself comfortable. Compose your mind and make it one-pointed. Humbly allow the triple gem of wisdom, truth, and purity to abide in your heart as a way of showing respect to the fully enlightened one. Today I have brought nothing material of any substance to offer you, only Dhamma, the teachings of the Lord Buddha. Listen well. You should understand that even the Buddha himself, with his great store of accumulated virtue, could not avoid physical death. When he reached old age, he relinquished his body and let go of its heavy burden. Now you too must learn to be satisfied with the many years you've already depended on your body. You should feel it's enough. You can compare it to household utensils you've had for a long time, your cups, saucers, plates, and so on. When you first had them, they were clean and shining, but now after using them so long, they're starting to wear out. Some are already broken, Some have disappeared and those that are left are deteriorating. They have no stable form and it's their nature to be like that. Your body is the same way. It's been continuously changing right from the day you were born, through childhood and youth, until now it's reached old age. You must accept that. The Buddha said that conditions, whether they are internal conditions, bodily conditions, or external conditions, are not self. 
Their nature is to change. Contemplate this truth until you see it clearly. This very lump of flesh that lies here in decline is Sakadama, the truth. The truth of this body is Sakadama, and it is the unchanging teacher of the Buddha. The Buddha taught us to look at the body, to contemplate it, and come to terms with its nature. We must be able to be at peace with the body, whatever state it is in. The Buddha taught that we should ensure that it's only the body that's locked up in jail and not let the mind be imprisoned along with it. Now as your body begins to run down and deteriorate with age, don't resist that, but don't let your mind deteriorate with it. Keep the mind separate. Give energy to the mind by realizing the truth of the way things are. The Lord Buddha taught that this is the nature of the body. It can't be any other way. Having been born, it gets old and sick, and then it dies. This is a great truth you are presently encountering. Look at the body with wisdom and realize it. Even if your house is flooded or burnt to the ground, whatever the danger that threatens it, let it concern only the house. If there is a flood, don't let it flood your mind. If there's a fire, don't let it burn your heart. Let it be merely the house, that which is external to you, that is flooded and burned. Allow the mind to let go of its attachments. The time is ripe. You've been alive a long time. Your eyes have seen any number of forms and colors. Your ears have heard so many sounds. You've had any number of experiences. And that's all they were, just experiences. You've eaten delicious foods, and all the good tastes were just good tastes, nothing more. The unpleasant tastes were just unpleasant tastes. That's it. If the eye sees a beautiful form, that's all it is, just a beautiful form. An ugly form is just an ugly form. The ears hear an enchanting, melodious sound, and it's nothing more than that. A grating, disharmonious sound is simply so. The Buddha said that rich or poor, young or old, human or animal, no being in this world can maintain itself in any one state for long. Everything experiences change and estrangement. This is a fact of life that we can do nothing to remedy. But the Buddha said that we can, what we can do is to contemplate the body and mind so as to see their impersonality, see that neither of them is me or mine. They have a merely provisional reality. It's like this house. It's only nominally yours. You couldn't take it with you anywhere. It's the same with your wealth, your possessions, and your family. They're all yours only in name. They don't really belong to you. They belong to nature. Now this truth doesn't apply to you alone. Everyone is in the same position, even the Lord Buddha and his enlightened disciples. They differ from us in only one respect, and that was in their acceptance of the way things are. They saw it could be no other way. So the Buddha taught us to scan and examine this body from the soles of the feet up to the crown of the head and back down to the feet. Just take a look at the body. Can you find any abiding essence? This whole body is steadily changing and degenerating and the Buddha taught us to see that it doesn't belong to us. 
It's natural for the body to be this way because all conditioned phenomena are subject to change. How else would you have it be? Actually, there's nothing wrong with the way the body is. It's not the body that causes you suffering. It's your wrong thinking. When you see the wrong, the right wrongly, there's bound to be confusion. It's like the water of a river. It naturally flows down the gradient. It never flows against it. That's its nature. If a person were to go and stand on a river bank and seeing the water flowing swiftly down its course, foolishly want it to flow back up the gradient, he would suffer. Whatever he was doing is wrong thinking would allow him no peace of mind. He would be unhappy because of his wrong view, thinking against the stream. If he had right view, he would see that the water must inevitably flow down the gradient, and until he realized and accepted this, the person would be agitated and, and upset. The river that must flow down the gradient is like your body. Having been young, your body has become old and now it's meandering towards its death. Don't go wishing it was otherwise. It's not something you have the power to remedy. The Buddha told us to see the way things are and then let go of our clinging to them. Take this feeling of letting go as your refuge. Keep meditating even if you feel tired and exhausted. Let your mind dwell with the breath. Take a few deep breaths and then establish the mind on the breath using the mantra, Buddha. Make this practice habitual. The more exhausted you feel, the more subtle and focused your concentration must be so you can cope with the painful sensations that arise. When you start to feel fatigued, then bring all your thinking to a halt. Let the mind gather itself together and then turn to knowing the breath. Let go of all externals. Don't go grasping at your thoughts of children and relatives. Don't grasp at anything whatsoever. Let go. Let the mind unite in a single point and let that composed mind dwell with the breath. Let the breath be its sole object of knowledge. Concentrate until the mind becomes increasingly subtle, until feelings are insignificant and there is great inner clarity and wakefulness. Then when painful sensations arise, they will gradually cease of their own accord. Finally, you look on the breath as if it were a relative come to visit you. So let go, put everything down, everything except the knowing. Don't be fooled if visions or sounds arise in the mind during meditation. Put them all down. Don't take hold of anything at all. Just stay with this non-dual awareness. Don't worry about the past or the future. Just be still and you will reach the place where there is no advancing, no retreating and no stopping, where there's nothing to grasp at or cling to. Why? Because there's not self, no me or mine. It's all gone. The Buddha taught us to be emptied of everything in this way, not to carry anything with us. To know and having known, let go. Realizing the Dhamma, the path to freedom from the round of birth and death, is a job we all have to do alone. So keep trying to let go and understand the teachings. 
Don't worry about your family. At the moment they are as they are, in the future they will be like you. There's no one in the world who can escape this fate. The Buddha told us to put down everything that lacks a real abiding substance. If you put everything down, you will see the truth. If you don't, you won't. That's the way it is, and it's the same for all. So don't worry and don't grasp at anything. Even if you find yourself thinking, well, that's all right, too, as long as you think wisely. Don't think foolishly. If you think of your children, think of them with wisdom. Whatever the mind turns to, then think and know that thing with wisdom, aware of its nature. If you know something with wisdom, then you let it go, and there's no suffering. The mind is bright, (coughs) joyful, and at peace, and turning away from distractions. It is undivided. Right now, what you can look to for help and support is your breath. This is your own work, nobody else's. Leave others to do their own work. You have your own duty and responsibility and you don't have to take on those of your family. Don't take anything else on, let it all go. That letting go will make your mind calm. Your sole responsibility right now is to focus your mind and bring it to peace. Leave everything else to others. Forms, sounds, odors, tastes, leave them to others to attend to. Put everything behind you and do your own work. Fulfill your own responsibility. Whatever arises in your mind, be it fear of pain, fear of death, anxiety about others, or whatever, say to yourself, don't disturb me, you're not my business anymore. Keep saying this to yourself when you see those dhammas arise. What does the word dhamma refer to? Everything is dhamma. There is nothing that is not a dhamma. And what about world? The world is a very mental state that is agitating you at this moment. What will this person do? What will that person do? When I'm dead, who will look after them? How will they manage? This is all just the world. Even the mere arising of a thought of fearing death or pain is the world. Throw the world away. The world is the way it is. If you allow it to arise in the mind and dominate consciousness, then the mind becomes obscured and can't see itself. So whatever arises in the mind, just say, that's not my business. It's impermanent, unsatisfactory, and not self. Anyone can build a house of wooden bricks, but the Buddha taught us that the sort of, that sort of home is not our real home. It's only nominally ours. It's a home in the world and it follows the ways of the world. Our real home is inner peace. An external material home may well be pretty, but it's not very peaceful. There's this worry and then that, this anxiety and that. So we say it's not our real home. It's external to us. Sooner or later we'll have to give it up. It's not a place we can live in permanently because it doesn't truly belong to us. It's part of the world. Our body is the same. We take it to be self, to be me and mine, but in fact, it's not really so at all. 
It's another worldly home. Your body has followed its natural course from birth until now it's old and sick and you can't forbid it from doing that. That's the way it is. Wanting it to be different would be as foolish as wanting a duck to be like a chicken. When you see that's impossible, that a duck has to be a duck, that a chicken has to be a chicken, and that bodies have to get old and die, you will find strength and energy. The Buddha said, Anicca vata sankara upadwa yadamino upakichua niruchanti tesam vupasano suko. Conditions are impermanent, subject to rise and fall. Having arisen, they cease. Their ceasing is bliss. <laughs>